Welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. It is our first official episode of 2024, and I am so unbelievably hyped for this episode. I've been waiting to record this episode with you, Eric. We got caught up in the holiday rush. There was a lot going on, so we couldn't wrap up our 2023 list of our top 10 favorite albums at the end of 2023. But as promised every year, of course, we weren't going to leave you guys hanging and not give you both of our lists. So then what better way to start the new year off with our favorite top 10 albums of 2023? Eric, wow, this was just so unbelievably excruciatingly hard and I know that's gonna sound like an extreme you know like I'm being dramatic and that's an overstatement and cut the theatrics but I am being so serious in the five years that we have been recording Eric and the five years that Music Matters Media has been a podcast I am going on record saying that 2023 was the hardest list I've ever had to make. And I'm right there with you. Now, you could attribute that to a lot of things. You could attribute that to just the overwhelming amount of music that there that there was last year, just amazing release after amazing release by so many artists. Or you could also just attribute that to the fact that, you know, every year as as we grow older, we expand our musical horizons, we discover new artists, or we go back and listen to things that maybe we ignored in the past or just weren't into. You could attribute it to a number of things, but whatever you guys think is the reason we have for saying what we said, Lisa's not kidding. When I was compiling my list, I agonized over it because every time I thought I was done, I would say, wait, but what about this? Or I, I also feel really, really strongly about this. You know, both, so of, both of these deserve to be so-and-so number. It definitely was a task. Going back in and rearranging and organizing and revisiting certain albums and trying to figure out, okay, what's going to make the official top 10? What will be an honorable mention? Then there were some honorable mentions where the more I listened to them again and revisited, I'm like, ah, but maybe they deserve to make the top 10 it was just a lot of back and forth back and forth and i'm telling you out of all the years that we've been recording this show eric and i have stated many times that this is our favorite episode we look forward to this episode in particularly every year and it just so happens that this year there was so much material that was incredibly incredibly good that it was extremely hard. It was extremely hard. I know I say that if you go back and listen to our previous episodes, you know, I'm calling myself out. If you go back and listen to our previous episodes of our year-end list, I say it pretty much every year. Oh, this was so hard to make. This was so hard to make. I don't know how I did this. I don't know how I got my list down to 10, etc., etc. But 2023 compared to all prior years, was it was just something about that year where everybody came and was like okay we are just going to drop our best material (laughs) or the best material that we have dropped in a, a really long time within that year and that's what made it so incredibly hard in a word it was torture to come up with these lists 
And that it was. And it was. before we change our minds again, <laughs> <laughs> let's just get this over with. We'll start off with our honorable mentions. Yes. And we'll work our way up. Yes. So, without further hesitation, here are my honorable mentions for 2023, starting at the bottom. Mine are seven, so I'm just going to be clear about that. Thank you for giving us the leeway to include. Uh, I had to. I had to. Yeah, that, that, that's my, my how you know. My list is ridiculous. That's too. how you know. You know, prior we had pretty strict rules about how many honorable mentions to include. This year, it wasn't we have possible. More, if we have more, you know. All right. So that out of the way, my honorable mentions from seven to one are Mad Honey, Satellite Aphrodite, Conway the Machine, Conductor Machine. Zarface, Zartificial Intelligence, Real Friends, There's Nothing Worse Than Too Late, Rival Sons, Lightbringer, Blink-182, One More Time, and King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, The Silver Cord. And just before I pass it over to you to give you your honorable, to give you your chance to list your honorable mentions, I just want to say for anybody who wants to check out the Conductor Machine album from Conway the Machine, there are supposed to be seven songs on there, but for some strange reason, Apple Music only has six, and I think Spotify has the same problem. So for people who want the complete experience, um, you can find the seventh song on YouTube. It's called Love the Lord. So just want to put that little disclaimer out there. That way, you know, you're not confused when you go to Apple Music or Spotify and you're like, it's only six songs. Where's the seventh song? Thank you for guiding our listeners in the right direction. Of course. You know, uh, what else is there to do here? I mean, that's our that's one of our main objectives here, to show people the way. Of course, of course. All right, so you were blown away by my honorable mentions. Now it's my turn to be blown away by yours. What made your honorable mentions list this year? <laughs> my honorable mentions list is the most extensive list that I've had of honorable mentions. As I said before, I alluded to this since we started the show. I will just go by genre to make it easier for those who are listening to kind of pinpoint if you're into insert genre here, then I will give you an album for that. So what I got on here, for people that listen to EDM, electronic, dance music, we have Audio Lust and Higher Love by S.G. Lewis. That was on my most anticipated of this year and definitely worth checking out. We have KX5 with the self-titled KX5, which is an album that is a collaboration duo by the famous EDM DJs and producers Cascade and Dead Mouse. So, nice. yeah, Very nice. definitely a power duo, a super group if you will. So, for those who like electronic music, highly 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 suggest checking both of those albums that you literally just missed my official top 10. Then for those who listen to country music, Zach Bryan and his self-titled album Zach Bryan Please go check out Zach Bryan. He's one of my favorite country musicians in the game right now. I mean, incredibly talented. His knack for storytelling and the intimacy you feel while listening to his music. It's like catching up with an old friend. Love his music. He made my list in, I believe, of last year, 2022, with American Heartbreak. So nice. shout out to Zach Bryan for country. Also, let's uh, swing on over to more of the pop side of things and r&b i've tried everything but therapy part one the debut album of teddy swims he has a voice like no other this man has the voice of an angel please 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 if you are into r&b check his music out incredible album if this was his debut i can only imagine what's to come from him and this is also a part one so i cannot wait for part two possibly coming this year hint hint wink wink we also have guts by olivia rodrigo everybody that listens to this show if you've listened in the past at least you know how much i am a big fan of her music i loved her debut sour that made my ear endless when it came out in 2021 guts is a great follow-up to sour she dabbles not only with pop music, but pop punk aspects of her music, pop rock. And I feel like it's only up from here. As far as her music creatively, she's just incredible and 
the best is still yet to come from Olivia. I just know it. So please go check out her album. I also have on here Hackney Diamonds by the Rolling Stones. Man, do they still have it in them. I mean, the Rolling Stones legends in their own right, of course, when it comes to rock music. But, you know, you might be thinking that do they really still have a banger of an album left in them? They don't really need to prove anything to anybody at this point. But Mick Jagger and the rest of the crew, holy smokes, man, please check this album out. If you are a Rolling Stones fan or you just love that kind of music, Hackney Diamonds, they do not disappoint. They still got it. They're going on tour this year. So, yeah, I would love to go see them live. I have never got the chance to, Eric, but... Same. They're one of my all-time favorite bands. On the bucket list, man. On the bucket list. Yeah, as soon as I heard mixing for the first time on this album like listening to some of their earlier music man i mean so amazing yeah i i completely agree and shifting gears we're still in the rock realm here but heading more towards metalcore we have the surface by beartooth now this is a more popular album for beartooth But wow, every song on here is just tremendous. And uh, shout out to the lead singer, Caleb. It was like a therapy session throughout this entire album. It's just him going through so many different emotions, a roller coaster of emotions. And I love that it seems like this album, listening to it anyway, seems like it was a catharsis for him with the writing of this album. So Please go check out The Surface by Beartooth. Definitely a solid album. Then also I have here The Fear of Fear by Spirit Box. It's an EP, but worth checking out. Love the lead vocalist, Courtney. And I just love the duality between her vocals and then the screams that they have. And I love the mixture of the two within the EP. I think that they experimented a lot. It's definitely more popular elements within it, but then they have the heavier tracks in there as well. So definitely check out The Fear of Fear by Spirit Box. And last, but certainly not least, this was very close to making my top 10, but because it's still so fresh, I don't want recency bias to get in the way. I'm talking about Nicki Minaj's latest album pink friday 2 the follow-up to pink friday which is one of my all-time favorites from her i mean that's what started it all for me with Nicki minaj i have such a love for her music i grew up listening to wayne listening to drake listening to Nicki, the young money crew and man she does not disappoint on this new record there's so many hard-hitting features on here there's so many fun features on here a lot of fun songs she's got a song for everybody on here she's got more of her heavy rap leaning songs with bars then she has the poppier stuff on here and there's just a mix for everybody so please check out pink friday 2 and yeah those are my honorable mentions eric i mean a little bit of everything you got edm you got rock you got metalcore you got country you got rap you got R&B, pop, got a little bit of everything. Well, you certainly weren't kidding when you said that this was your most extensive list. But you know what? I'm glad that the both of us got that chance to just, you know, include just a little bit more music on our lists because really, what a year. What a stacked year. Seriously, I mean, there's no way that I could not mention these albums. And, you know, each of them in their own right are so incredible and I would be doing a disservice to all these musicians without at least giving them a shout out before we get into our official top 10 and before we head into those albums as a disclaimer one more disclaimer before we jump in is these are our favorite albums of the year it doesn't mean that they are the best albums it just means that it's what we personally were into but that doesn't mean that they're the best of the best This is by no means an objective list. And so if your guys' lists differ, that's perfectly fine. You know, that's the beauty of it, that everybody has a different view of what the best music is to them, what their favorite music is. Exactly. There is no quote-unquote right list. Exactly. It's just our personal favorite list. And we look forward to recording this one every year. 
So with all of that being said, let's jump right into it. Starting at number 10, we're going from 10 to 1. Eric, what made your 10th spot on your top 10 favorite albums of 2023? Okay, now we're getting into the real meat of the episode. Let's go. So starting at number 10, my 10th favorite album of 2023 goes to J.D. Simo for Live from the House of Greece. So J.D. Simo is someone I've mentioned multiple times in previous years. He's made my top 10 lists before. He, What I love about this dude is that he's a blues guitar player, but he always seems to change up his sound with every album. Sometimes he'll play in a traditional bluesy type of style. And on other albums, he'll play in a more experimental, psychedelic, or funkier kind of style. This time, I kind of feel like he did strip things back down a little bit, so it's kind of a more straightforward blues jam album. But at the same time, there are moments where he just is on fire. You know, he just plays some of the most amazing, you know, blues guitar I've ever heard. He certainly gives me that, you know, vintage feel from previous guitar players, especially from the 60s. Jimi Hendrix, Jeff Beck, those kinds of guys. And, fun fact about him, his guitar playing is actually featured in the Elvis biopic that came out not too long ago. So I think that's really cool that he was able to make it to such a you know mainstream production. I love that he's being recognized in that way. So for anybody who's a fan of blues rock, psychedelic blues rock, this is your dude. Especially if you're a fan of just explosive lead guitar playing, I highly recommend it. All right, so what is your number 10 for 2023? Coming in at number 10 on my personal top 10 favorite albums of 2023, we have God Mode by a band called In This Moment. I literally discovered this band at the tail end of 2023. I went to a concert at the end of November with my friends to see Ice Nine Kills and it was a co-headlining tour with Ice Nine Kills and In This Moment. And this band just completely took my breath away. And wow, I just was completely smitten with the lead singer and just everything that the band had to offer. I will discuss further in our next episode, which is going to be our 2023 concert experiences. So you can hear all about it on that episode. But until then, just know that the live performance made such an impact on me, went home, did my research, got to listening right away. And wow, this album is just truly spectacular. I loved it from the moment that I heard it for the first time live and then listening to the whole thing front to back. Such an easy listen. Maria Brink has such a good voice. She's just an insane vocalist. Anybody that is into metal would love this album and the electronic elements. I also love the fusion. It's giving me like a Linkin Park type of feel with it. So please check out In This Moment. They have hard rock elements, metal elements, electronic elements, and God Mode was just such a crazy experience front to back. And fun fact, Spencer Charnis from Ice Nine Kills, the lead singer, is on one of the tracks on here. They do a collab. So definitely well worth it if you are a fan of that band as well go check this album out it's called god mode and it made my number 10 very nice don't you just love that when you go to a live show and you discover a band there and then you just walk away with them and they're with you for i was life? so happy the impact that this band made on me it was just it was tremendous uh, i was so happy after the show got home immediately just started doing a deep dive and i'm so glad that i did because even though it was at the tail end of the year it made that much of an impact on me that i knew it was going to make my list very nice all right eric so moving forward what made your number nine okay so my number nine is a very special one it's because it's a very special album it's been years in the making it's finally here it's amazing it's by this woman called hylan she's french and the album is called blue wine and this is album that this is an album that she and her band just worked their asses off to make. It was crowdfunded. I participated in it. And the results are just so phenomenal. For anybody who's a fan of vintage blues mixed in with a little modern twist, this is the album for you. Her influences are amazing. You can hear just 
you know, all of the classic influences in her voice. You can hear Aretha Franklin, a little bit of Etta James, a little bit of a little bit of Led Zeppelin at times, at least in my opinion. Wow. And there's also, you know, some hip hop influences here and there as well. It is just a killer album. She sings both in English and in French. Her band is phenomenal. It is just so well done. And while I have our French listeners uh, tuning in right now, I would just like to send a special shout out to Ailen and her band. So here goes. Ailen, à toi à tous les musiciens de cet album. Vous êtes tous des musiciens fantastiques et phénoménaux. Ailen, vous avez un immense talent et je suis heureux de vous connaître. Vous êtes vraiment une source d'inspiration. Je vous remercie tous pour votre musique et je vous souhaite à tous la meilleure de chance pour 2024. <laughs> Did you just drop some bars in French? <laughs> did I just hear that correctly? Yes, yes, you did. And so did everybody what? out there. What? I apologize beforehand. I am not French. I am as American as they come. Oh, but... you could have fooled me just then. <laughs> Holy crap. I would, that's something you're right. You're like, oh, I got a surprise for the podcast. And <laughs> this is not what I expected the surprise to be at all. I, I practiced like, this so many times. I am I'm in sure, awe right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I still messed up somewhere. I'm, I'm sorry if I did. I apologize to all our French listeners. Eric, that sounded really good. I mean, it's not like you're a native French speaker. So I know, but I, I just I'm pulled French out of your back pocket, my <laughs> I know, but, you know, I'm, I'm such a perfectionist when it comes to certain things, and I just really wanted to make sure that I got this right. And basically, for anybody who wants to know, the English translation for this is, Halen, to you and all of the musicians on this album, you are all fantastic and phenomenal musicians. Halen, you are immensely talented, and I'm so happy to know you. You truly are an inspiration. Thank you all so much for all of the music, and I wish you all the very best of luck this year in 2024. Well said. Well said. Thank Shout you. out to our French listeners. Yeah, for sure. Just a little disclaimer, though. Um, for some strange reason, Blue Wine, it was available on streaming services earlier in 2023. I don't know what happened. For some strange reason, it disappeared from Apple Music. It disappeared from Spotify. And it's not on YouTube. Maybe it's different for our listeners in France. Maybe it's available there. But for some strange reason, in the United States, it is not. But I still encourage everybody to check her band out. They are phenomenal. They have a YouTube channel. Their live performances are there. Some of their singles are there as well. So maybe if you're lucky, you'll find some singles from this new album. Their previous EPs are definitely on streaming services. So... Hopefully this problem is only temporary and we will see it pop up again on streaming services. But for now, please go check her out. She is amazing. You will not be disappointed. And uh, just thank you for listening to me speak in French for a little bit. I am just blown away, Eric. <laughs> I was not expecting that whatsoever. I have a surprise for the podcast. I'm like, okay, great. Uh, this is not what I was imagining, but... I am very impressed with your French. Well, thank you. <laughs> Doesn't compare to the real thing. Okay, so with that out of the way, what is your ninth album of 2023? Okay, coming in at number nine. Technically, this is double dipping a little bit, and I'll explain. I put Rival Sons, Dark Fighter, slash Lightbringer, because oh, they dropped nice. both albums in 2023. They dropped Dark Fighter first, and then... Lightbringer later on in the year. If I had to choose one from the two, because I don't want to cheat either, ultimately I would choose Dark Fighter. Nice. Very nice. I had a feeling you would. Yeah. Just because the overall tone of that record and the songs on there, love the vibe, love the grit. And to be honest with you, both albums were great. And that's why I wanted to kind of do the slash and just so people who listen to Rival Sons can check out both and not be discouraged to, you know, from picking one or the other. But if I had to ultimately pick, because I also don't want to cheat on this list, it's a top 10 list, not a top 11 list, I would pick Dark Fighter just because I personally enjoyed that record just a little bit more than Lightbringer, but mm -hmm. both solid in quality and what a band. I mean, for real. 
we are foreshadowing a little bit here. That's another topic we're going to get into. A little spoiler alert in our next episode of our concert experiences of 2023 because we both got to go see them live last year mm-hmm. and they did not disappoint. Yeah, and we've seen them twice before even then and they were just phenomenal. They get better every time. I'm glad they made your top 10. Thanks, Really sir. amazing choice. Yeah, so Rival Sons at number nine, Dark Fighter. Okay, Eric, moving on up. We're going to your number eight. What made your eighth pick? So my eighth album for 2023 goes to Nas for Magic 3. How did I know that Nas some way, somehow was going to make it on this list? Of course. Have you guys not been paying attention to Eric's list of previous years? Of course Nas and Hit Boy are going to make this list. And what a duo they have been these past few years. I mean, they have made some killer albums together. And when you when you have like a duo working like this, you, you kind of worry because you're like, can they keep this up every single time? Can they keep on making all of their releases this amazing? And in their case, yes, they can. They, I, I do believe this is the last time they'll collaborate. There is a fourth King's Disease planned, but it's with somebody else. It's no longer Hit Boy. But if this really is the last release that they'll put out together, at least for now, wow, they really they've really stuck the landing with this one. I loved it. And that's all I really got to say. There's not much more I can say about this duo that I haven't said in previous episodes. So that's what makes my number eight spot for this year. So throwing it back to you, what took your eighth spot for 2023? Okay, coming in at number eight, we have But Here We Are by the Foo Fighters. Nice, very nice. We haven't gotten a chance to say this on the record here on the podcast, but we've spoken about it just you know, in our everyday life off of the show, how much Eric and I were blown away by this album and by Dave Grohl's ability to grieve and process the loss of both his mother and Taylor Hawkins, the drummer of the Foo Fighters. And it just is a beautiful, beautiful tribute from front to back. What a story that is being told. He even has his daughter on there, which is extremely such a cool collaboration and a nice touch as well to tie everything together and Eric and I have said this like I said uh, off of the show but just to put it on record this is one of the best Foo Fighter offerings that we've gotten in years I would say within I don't even know the past decade at least this has been one of their better albums it's been a long time since I felt so strongly about a Foo Fighters album of course their older records I love but this record here Sometimes they say that through pain, you create such beauty. And man, this is just such an example of that. What an album this is. Shout out to Dave Grohl and the rest of the Foo Fighters. But Here We Are is a truly a masterpiece. And I knew that this had to make my year-end list. So at number eight, that's why I chose the Foo Fighters. Very nice. Rest in peace and in musical power, Taylor Hawkins. Yes. And rest in peace, Dave Grohl's mom. Yes. Okay, so after that beautiful tribute, uh, moving forward, my seventh album for 2023 goes to this band called Flames of Durga for their self-titled album. They are, it's a pretty interesting story. They're a band that, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not recollecting it incorrectly, they were a band that came out of a tragedy. The I think two of the band members had a near-death experience, and out of that, they were able to somehow gathered a str- gather the strength to make a band. And the name Durga actually refers to a Hindu goddess. So that's a pretty cool tidbit of information. As for the sound of them, they're like a desert rock band of sorts, which is really cool. Uh, prior to forming Queens of the Stone Age, Josh Homme was part of this band called Caius, which was a desert rock band back in the 90s. And this band really does remind me a lot of that. You can clearly just hear the desert in their in their sound. It's bluesy. It's heavy. It's distorted. Both. Uh, it's it's a twin led band. It's two sisters and they're twins, and they have a male drummer, and both of them sing. They go back and forth with lead vocals, and it is amazing. They they have a certain punk rock snottiness to them on this album. So for anybody who's a fan of heavy desert rock or anything resembling Caius and those early days please check this album out. They're a new band called Flames of Durga. Amazing. 
Okay, so throwing it back to you, what made your seventh album of 2023? Okay, at number seven, we have Elenium with his self-titled record, Elenium. Nice. I knew these guys were going to make your top ten somewhere. Yeah, of course. I mean, Elenium made my 2021 list, my top ten list for Fallen Embers, and this is the follow-up record to that record, and he's just really won me over in the latter half of his career because he's combining and fusing genres together that I personally love, which is electronic dance music and pop punk and alternative rock and metalcore. And it's just really cool how he's fusing the two and kind of creating his own style and his own signature within doing that. Love this record from front to back. And if you are interested in both electronic music and rock elements, you will love this album please check it out that's why it made my number seven millennium his self-titled record very nice very awesome pick and i'm glad to see that they landed somewhere in your top 10 yeah thanks eric okay okay your number six my number six you might be surprised by this you might not be my number six goes to metallica 72 seasons (laughs) of course i'm not of course i'm not surprised (laughs) go ahead let them know so this album is definitely a weird one. It's definitely nostalgic in the sense that Metallica brings back the new wave of British heavy metal influence that they were known for in their early days. Uh, I'd love this album, but at the same time, I'm not going to say that it's necessarily better than the last two that they've released, especially Hardwired to Self-Destruct. I kind of feel like it's on the same level, but where it's different from Hardwired is that it's a little bit more diverse, whereas Hardwired just kind of felt the same in certain places uh i definitely do appreciate that they are a little more introspective lyrically this is probably james's james hetfield's most personal album lyrically and it definitely shows he certainly isn't afraid to get deep with these top with these topics such as suicide alcoholism just darkness in general uh i definitely love this album way more than i thought i would i was a little afraid at first because I'm a Metallica fan, of course. (laughs) Of course you're going to be afraid. (laughs) Expectations, what are those? Of course. But listen, I enjoyed this album way more than I thought I would, and I'm happy to say that it made uh, in my top 10. I had a feeling it would. I'm glad that it did. Yeah, for real. All right, so what's your number six album of 2023? Okay, at number six, I put The Main, and another titled album we have here, The Main. Very nice. Very nice. Great album. Great album, front to back. I love the main. I grew up listening to them quite literally all the way back in 2008 with Can't Stop, Won't Stop, which is still, I would say, a top three album for me from the main. I love this band. I love everything about their growth and progression throughout their career. I love that they remain authentic to both themselves as a band and to their fans. And I just love that they keep on trying new things and their fans give them enough room to grow and to progress and to make those attempts and i love john o'callahan the lead singer i love his voice so the main for me they're a band that i grew up with they're a band that i'm always going to circle back to i listen to them out of comfort they've been the soundtrack to some of the best moments of my life and this record is no different when this record came out i was extremely excited to listen to it because their previous record made my 2021 list, XOXO from Love and Anxiety. That was a great record. To me, that was more of a return to form after their record in 2019, You Are Okay, that I wasn't too fond of. And they've just been on the up and up ever since. So shout out to The Main with their self-titled record, Blame. That song was on repeat since the moment it came out. Let me tell you, you will not be disappointed. Please go check these guys out. If you're a fan of rock music, pop rock, you will not be disappointed. They are so much fun, so talented, and they always keep you on your toes. So shout out to the main. Very nice. And speaking of keeping each other on our toes, I mean, so far, that's what this list is doing. And I love that. All right. Entering top five. Five territory. Top five territory. This is where things get really interesting. <laughs> yeah, so, you're not kidding. Starting off with my top five, you've already mentioned it, but here I go. Rival Sons, Dark Fighter. Nice. So you like Dark Fighter just as much as I do, huh? Oh yeah. 
That wow. album, my opinion, Dark Fighter has got to be the heaviest album of their career. And you said earlier, Lightbringer was on your honorable mentions, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so we feel the same way. Yeah. I did enjoy Lightbringer as well, but Dark Fighter for me, if I had to pick from the two. Yeah. Light, oh, Lightbringer had plenty of surprises, which I loved, but Dark Fighter, like I just said, I think it's the heaviest album of their career by far. It really just punches you in the gut. It is direct. It's heavy. No pun intended. It's dark. And it just has riffs upon riffs upon riffs. Everybody is in top form on this album. Oh my god, the, some of the songs on here are just completely insane. Nobody Wants to Die, Mirrors, Bright Light, Rapture. But my favorite is Guillotine. Phenomenal song. That's my fa- I think that's that my one. favorite Rival Sun song to date. And if not, nice. at least in my top three. Nice. That's amazing. I love hearing that. Especially because, you know, they're a band that we, as a live experience, discovered together. I put you onto them, but live we discover them both because they opened up for Black Sabbath in 2018. What an experience that was. Yeah, and you know, after that we went to two more concerts and they've been amazing. Fell every time. in love with that band after watching them live. That's what really sold it for me. Yeah, they are the real deal. If you're a Rival Suns fan and you haven't gone to see them yet, what are you doing? Exactly. Come on. Pull the trigger. Get the tickets. You will not be disappointed. And before you go, make sure you check out both their albums. Dark Fighter and Lightbringer, Rival Sons. Great, great fifth spot for your top five. I mean, thank you. Good job, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm curious what takes your fifth spot for 2023? Okay, top five territory of 2023. Eric, you might be surprised by this. You might not be. But coming in at number five, I picked This Is Why by Paramore. Very nice. I am definitely, I am surprised and I'm not, I'm not surprised because it made your top five, but I am surprised that it ranked in there. You know what I mean? Like, I will say this, Eric, even Paramore's worst effort, which is definitely not this, but I'm just saying, you know, just to make a point here, even their worst effort is better than a lot of bands best effort and that it says a lot about the band shout out to Haley williams zach farrow taylor york this is why definitely was something completely different for the band they're always trying to reinvent themselves always trying to progress and try new ideas and listen I'm not going to lie, if you head back to our This Is Why album review, I was kind of underwhelmed. It took some time for this album to grow on me. Listening to this album throughout the year, it definitely did grow on me. It helped seeing some of these songs being played live, which once again, we will get to that in our Concert Experiences episode, so stay tuned for that. Eric and I got to go see them live together. That was so much fun. It was. They are just a force to be reckoned with, Paramore. And I think, like I said, this is an album that might be a grower for some people. I know it was a grower for me. But every time I return back to it, it just it gets stuck in my head more and more. And I had such a good time listening to it for the rest of the year. It's been quite the turnaround since we made that episode. I love hearing that. And yeah. just, just goes to show you that even if something by a certain artist isn't the... F- the most favorite thing of yours that they've ever done it doesn't mean you can't still love it exactly so that's why it made my number five this very is nice why pick. by paramore very nice pick glad to see that turnaround okay so eric what made your fourth spot okay getting into higher stakes my fourth spot goes to queens of the stone age for in times new roman so this is the trilogy It's a trilogy. I'm not sure if that's official or unofficial, but this is the last part of a trilogy that started with Like Clockwork, and the second part of it was Villains. Now, Like Clockwork was absolutely amazing. Queens of the Stone Age got critical acclaim for that album. Villains, while it was interesting, it was maybe a little too experimental for some, and it definitely felt a bit underwhelming. Initially, I liked it a lot but after various listens the effect wore off i know you know what that's like as well where initially you're so enamored by something but then the more you listen to it the more you're just like it's not that great and that certainly was the case for me like i still revisit it but i can only listen to like maybe two songs or so in times new roman i can say is definitely a return to form for the band they go back to those really 
heavy distorted robot riffs josh is in top form lyrically he's back with the clever wordplay him and shroy van lewin are doing you know just amazing work with trading between each other with the guitar solos the production is way better everything is just elevated to 11 on this album in my opinion and that's why it made my number four spot that's great to hear that is great to hear all right so going back to you what takes your fourth spot for 2023 Coming in at number four, I have Hotel Blue by Broadside. Nice. Very nice. This is also another album that came in right towards the end of the year. And I had this on repeat ever since it came out. I have been a very avid lover, as you know, trying to promote this band to no end because I believe they're severely underrated broadside in the pop punk community as the band has grown and matured. They've strayed away from such hardcore pop punk leanings, which is completely fine with me, you know, because I listen to everything and Oliver Baxter's voice, Ollie's voice. Oh, man, that that man goes insane. <laughs> Let me yeah, tell you, he can he can, he can cover pull off a lot anything. of genres. Yeah. yeah, he can pull off anything. So they started out with Old Bones, their debut, and that was just a straight up pop punk record. Then you have Paradise that was more heavy on the pop aspects of it, more pop leaning. Then you have a record that got completely overlooked because it came out just unfortunately during a bad time. During the height of the pandemic, you have Into the Raging Sea, which is such a crazy good record. It's really a good combination of them going back to their pop punk roots, but then also incorporating other elements and just experimenting with pop and rock and just different aspects of, of rock and pop in general. So that was a great record. And then following Into the Raging Sea, now we have Hotel Blue. And this record is just so good. It's definitely more pop leaning. And they've definitely over time become more of a pop rock band than pop punk. But does it really matter, people? No. Want to know why? Because they're still underrated. They deserve so much more credit than they get. And I'm going to forever put them on. So for everybody listening, go check out Hotel Blue if you're a fan of pop punk and pop rock and alternative rock and just rock in general you will love this record i'm not kidding ollie's voice is incredible ask eric i've put so many people onto this band everybody that i've recommended this band to ends up falling in love with them i just really want to get the word out there on broadside because they deserve the world love this band love the people behind the band they seem like really good dudes and this album was just another one for the books i mean their discography is so solid and I just don't hear enough about this band within the community of pop punk and pop rock and alternative rock. So please, with all due, get on board. And I can definitely attest to you just playing the crap out of this album. I mean, <laughs> we've taken a few How many dri- car rides. Yeah, we've taken a few drives together this this past year. And it's they were such, always on your playlist. Such an easy listen from front it is, to back. It is. It's such an easy listen. And the songs are so incredibly good. I mean, you have so many bangers on there. You have Cruel. You have Feel Love. You have What Have I Done. You have Dazed and Confused, such a good one. Don't Lose Faith, Stranger. The whole album, Lucid. I mean, come on. From front to back, such an easy listen. Give it the half hour of your time. You won't be disappointed. Such a good band. Extremely talented. Please, I hope if they ever hear this, that they know how much that they do have a solid fan base and there is love for them out there. And I would love to get Ollie or any of the band members in general on the podcast. I'm going to put that out there for 2024. Shout out to Broadside, Hotel Blue coming in at my fourth spot. I love that so much. And in my opinion, the fan that spreads the word is the best kind of fan. So. Okay, now we're Top really getting into it. Three. Top three. Territory. We are not playing around. Top three of 2023. Coming in at number three. Which album took your third spot, Eric? So here's a returning band from one of my previous years. My third spot goes to Hellripper for the album Warlocks Grim and Withered Hags. So I've mentioned them before. They are... An amazing thrash metal band, I believe from Scotland. 
they just have so many amazing elements to their music. They have a retro feel, but they also do feel modern. So you definitely hear the classic Metallica Slayer influences in their music, but you can also tell that they put a modern spin on it. And oh my God, if the last album felt punishing, this one felt even more so. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm i not kidding. I can feel my face ripping off at points. That's how amazing this album is. What I do love about this album, not only is it more diverse musically, there's definitely more styles of metal, more tempo changes in the songs. Uh, some songs quite literally do feel like two or three songs in one. Um, I also love that the lyrics deal with Scottish mythology a little bit. So you definitely have a little bit of that. In addition to the, you know, usual uh, satanic messages in there as well. Definitely an album for extreme metal fans. I highly recommend it. If this is what hell sounds like, sounds like a fun time. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> the soundtrack to hell. <laughs> all right. What is your number third album? What is your number three album for 2023? I'm, I'm really curious. Let's get down to business, Eric. Coming in at number three. 152 by Taking Back Sunday. Nice. Their of course. first album since of 2016. The wait is over. They were on my most anticipated list of this year, and they finally delivered toward the end of 2023 back in October with 152. And they did not disappoint. It was a long wait, an extremely long wait for this record. You know that they were on my most anticipated. I have been waiting for new music from Taking Back Sunday for forever. Got a little small taste with that feature with Steve Aoki when they did that collaboration, you know, that one-off song. Not enough, of course, to hold me over. 152, oh man, this record to me it really held its own. You have Sold, which was one of the lead singles. Love that song. Such a banger. Some of my favorite tracks off of here that weren't singles were Keep Going and The Stranger. Such a cool experimental track, which I really love. I hope that they go more down that path for future records. I love The Stranger. I hear a lot of people talking about it. But yeah, I loved Keep Going. I loved Quit Trying. This record has definitely been on repeat since it came out. Adam Lazara and the rest of the crew, the OG crew of Taking Back Sunday, did not hold anything back with this record. I think this is definitely a step in the right direction. I enjoyed this record more than their two previous records. Wow. I, will, I will say that. I mean, I definitely want to do a ranking in the near future maybe we'll do that sometime you know in 2024 and the these beginning months here but i just i will go on record and give a sneak peek and say a little spoiler that this record compared to their last two records tidal wave back in 2016 and happiness is back in 2014 i prefer this style and this record because they tried new things and they incorporated new elements and you could see that they're growing progressing they're not just recycling old material and old sounds while there is still that influence there and you can still have that sense of nostalgia with some of these tracks so you have core taking back sunday tracks on here especially what really took me by surprise was keep going that's that, a monster of a song that was a track that could have been lifted off of tell all your friends yeah, where you want to be like their earlier works i didn't know that they still had that in them because they've just strayed away so much over time from that sound so that's what i'm saying that's what i love about this record i don't want to you know spend too much time gushing about this maybe we will do an album review on this record, but just in case we don't, 152, it made my third spot because you have the mixture between them experimenting, trying new things, love The Stranger, please go check that one out, and they still have that nostalgia factor of what feels like is the core of what Taking Back sounds like. And that would be a track like Keep Going. So please check out this record, 152. Taking Back Sunday, they still got it. They still got it in them, Eric. And I'm glad to be able to reiterate that. I mean, I also grew up in a time when they were insanely popular. So I can definitely remember what their early sound is like. 
and you're not wrong. They've definitely still got it, but I'm glad that they're the kind of band that can keep on expanding their horizons. They are one of my favorite bands of all time, Taking Back Sunday. And no matter what, I will always continue to listen to their music, both their back catalog and the newer stuff. And I'm just happy that this album, 152, really was such a good balance of both. I really do believe that. And I'm glad it made it into your top three, no less. Yeah, that just goes to show you how much I uh, have been replaying it ever since. All right, but now we're getting into our top two. Woo-wee! Top two, Eric. What took your second spot? Ultimately, my second favorite album of 2023 goes to Rob Poetic for A Way Back In. So Rob Poetic, I've mentioned him before. The last time I mentioned him, he made my top 10 with the album The Space Beyond the Solar System. I gushed about how amazing that album was. It was psychedelic. It had amazing elements of 90s hip-hop in it. Just a beautiful collage of sounds of, you know, hip-hop, jazz, blues, psychedelia. It was just such an amazing album. And it looks like him and Damu the Fudge Monk, which is his producer, definitely brought the goods again this year. This was definitely a much more scaled back album than Space Beyond the Solar System. It's a little bit more concise, but it's still every bit as amazing as that album was. It's like really amazing, you know, laid back, feel good music, but it definitely has its moments where it feels like 90s hip hop, but it also has elements of jazz. You know, there's a lot of guitar on this one, which I really love and I really appreciate. And the guitar is not overdone. It fits perfectly well within the within the songwriting. It doesn't really overstay its welcome, so to speak. It just goes right along with everything else. Rob Poetic's lyrics are still, you know, abstract at times, but also at times very on, very direct. And it's just a beautiful album to listen to. And with repeated listens, I genuinely was surprised at how high it ranked in my top 10 because I really didn't expect it to love it as much as I did. It really climbed. It really did. Climbed its way It really the did. the top 10. It really did. So my recommendation for hip-hop heads out there especially those who are fans of you know 90s boom bap but who also want something that sounds a little more modern i highly recommend raw poetic and don with the fudge monk okay what's your number two for 2023 this band was also on my most anticipated list of 2023 and i fell in love with this album from the jump i sung its praise on the show and i'm here to sing its praise one more time at number two, So Much for Stardust by Fallout. Very Boy. nice. Very nice. And let me tell you, I know that a lot of people were skeptical with Fallout Boy's return after Mania of what musical direction they were going to go in, what this album was going to sound like, if their lead singles that they released prior to this album were going to be complete one-offs and the rest of the album was not going to sound like those singles there was a lot of skepticism surrounding this album but i'm here to tell you that fallout boy delivered with this album i haven't been excited about a fallout boy record in years eric and i'm talking years and this record really just i played it to no end And it is so much fun to listen to from front to back. Some of my favorite songs on here, Love From The Other Side, of course, Fake Out, Heaven, Iowa, What A Time To Be Alive, So Much For Stardust, so many good tracks on here. Love the story within each track and just love the musical journey that the band in general has been on because at least they keep trying new things and at least they keep you on your toes And I would rather have that. I would rather a band keep trying to keep things interesting and fresh than regurgitate the same things over and over again. I get it. Take This to Your Grave, From Under the Cork Tree. Those are our favorite records, of course. You have Infinity on High. You have a legendary run of their original work. And I understand why people would love that sound, but I think that this album did a good job of throwing hints to their older work while incorporating new sounds, new ideas, and pushing things forward. And I think that that was what they were trying to do in their later years, but they really perfected it 
on this album. They got it right. They finally found the balance, Eric, that we've been talking about between the old and the new. And that's why so much for Stardust made my number two spot on my top 10 favorite albums of 2023. That's an amazing pick. I mean, listen, if you guys really want to know how we feel, go check out our album review episode of that album. We tell it all there. But I definitely knew that this album was one that you loved, like, right off the bat. I admit that I was one of those skeptics. I was gladly proven wrong when I eventually heard the album, and it's definitely grown on me as the months have passed. Even my least favorite song, minor spoiler, from that album, uh, which was Fake Out, has also grown on me. Because you just can't help but sing along to that chorus, you know? So good. Really amazing. I'm I'm glad that it made your, your number two spot. So good. Shout out to Fall Out Boy. They finally just really figured out that balance between the two. We talked about that so much here on this show about them finding a balance between their old work and their new material. And I think that they did a tremendous job with this one. And now that they've done that, it just makes whatever they do moving forward even more interesting. Totally agree. I cannot wait wait to see what's to come for the band in the future. Me too. But for now, going to continue playing this record on repeat. And now, our number one albums of 2023. Eric, I have a feeling that I know you're number one, and I have a feeling you know my number one. But let's give it to the listeners, because that's what we're here for. It's not about us. It's about you guys tuning in. If you've been listening to us throughout the years, I think you'll have a good idea. Eric, hit them with your number one. What took your number one spot of 2023? So, to those of you who have been tuning in for previous years, and of course, to Lisa, to the surprise of definitely none of you, my number one album goes to, and this is a mouthful, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard for Petrodragonic Apocalypse, or Dawn of Eternal Night, an annihilation of planet Earth and the beginning of merciless damnation. I cannot say enough <laughs> about this album. I mean... Listen, if what I said for Hellripper's album, where it felt like there were two to three songs in one, that definitely rings true for the music on this album. It just has riffs upon riffs upon riffs. It goes through multiple time changes just in one song. And what I love about their brand of metal is that it's not straightforward. It's not like anything you've ever heard. One minute, it's thrash metal. The next minute, it's Tool that's how just amazing they are they've really perfected their sound of metal whatever amazing things you thought about their previous metal album infest the rat's nest from 2019 all of that is here on this album on petrodragonic apocalypse and more it is just everything that that album was just 10 times more explosive if you can believe it the story kind of in the similar vein to infest the rat's nest it's It has to do with the environment. It has to do with just what we've done to contribute to the Earth's destruction. And it's painted in a really, really morbid way, but it makes for amazing storytelling. Oh my god, I just can't say enough about this album. I think the best thing for you guys to do is to not take my word for it and just go listen to it. Especially those King Gizzard fans who haven't given it a chance yet. You are missing out. At least give it a chance. If you don't like it, that's fine. You've got 20 plus other albums to choose <laughs> <For> from. <real>. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, if you're like me and you know you just have been waiting for another supercharged metal release from the Microtonal Overlords, what are you waiting for? Go check this album out. I'm honestly out of words to describe this album. I knew it. I knew that that would be your number one, and I'm so glad that I was right. And I love how enthusiastic you are about it. I could see... Physically, you light up. Yes. You're beaming right now. I am. And oh I love God. that that's the effect that their music yes. gives to you. I mean, it just really shows how much this band means to you and how good, how insanely good this record is. You so. want to talk about unhealthy listening. This is the definition of that for me. <laughs> well, but. Eric, I know about unhealthy listening because <laughs> you got my number one as well. Let's hear it. I I also think I know what it is, but I'm going to give you the honors. Take it away. It should come to no surprise to you nor anybody that knows me outside of the podcast. Anybody that's been following along and remotely knows me knows that my number one of 2023 is One More Time by Blink-182. Tom DeLonge's 
big return to this band. You have Travis Barker producing. You have Mark Hoppus, Cancer Free and Better Than Ever. And holy crap, this album is truly incredible. Hearing these three guys on this record together again, you can hear how solid they are. You can hear how on the same page they are. You can hear just the journey that they've been through throughout this record. It's extremely heartfelt and vulnerable. And most of all, you can hear the friendship throughout this record as well. And you can tell how much this record means to not only the fans, but to the band themselves. One more time, one of my favorite, not only records of 2023, but one of my favorite Blink records of all time. Please go check out our album review of the record if you haven't checked it out already. I cannot say enough good things about this record. I really said it all on that episode, so please check that episode out. I had Eric listen to it, of course. Yes. And this record is just so infectious throughout. Yes, infectious is the word. And I've had it on repeat. I've had it on repeat since it came out. And I must say, I really do think that in years to come, this record is still going to rank and hold its weight extremely high amongst Blink fans because it feels like a legendary record. And I can definitely vouch for you. You know, I know that Lisa is a hardcore Blink-182 fan, but I promise you guys when I say that she didn't just pick this album out of seniority or loyalty to Blink-182. As someone who has also listened to this album, I can absolutely verify that it is amazing. It's infectious. It's a culmination of all of their talents up until this point. You can tell they really just pulled all the stops for this album. Not every a single, side project, every yeah, record up until this point. Not a single note was spared on this album. And in, in just a recommendation from us, listen to the deluxe edition. We feel like it's a more complete experience and there's definitely songs, songs on there. You, yeah, need, those you songs. need those songs. And yeah, I also second that. I think it's an amazing album, certainly worthy of being on anybody's end of the year top 10 lists and definitely in my opinion will also be it will be ranked among their best works for years to come hell yeah all right eric so please okay sum it up one last time the 10 to 1 okay so 10 to 1 starting at number 10 going to number one jd simo live from the house of greece halen blue wine nas magic three flames of durga self-titled metallica 72 seasons Rival Sons, Dark Fighter, Queens of the Stone Age, In Time's New Roman, Hell Ripper, Warlock's Grim and Withered Hags, Raw Poetic, A Way Back In, and King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, Petrodragonic Apocalypse. Amazing. Amazing. And for my 10 to 1, just to recap it for you guys, at number 10, God Mode by In This Moment, number 9, Dark Fighter by Rival Sons. Number eight, But Here We Are by the Foo Fighters. Number seven, Elenium with self-titled. Number six, The Main with their self-titled. Number five, This Is Why by Paramore. Number four, Hotel Blue by Broadside. Number three, 152 by Taking Back Sunday. Number two, So Much for Stardust by Fall Out Boy. And number one, One More Time by Blink-182. This was by far the hardest list I've ever had to put together on record on this show. And I have to say, before we close out 2023, what a year for music. I know I've said in the past that it's been hard. I know I've said in the past it's been good years for music. In 2023, I felt like I relived my nostalgia of my childhood and high school years and college years. These bands, I mean, we're talking about Blink-182, Fall Out Boy, Taking Back Sunday, The Main, Paramore, it, uh, Foo Fighters. It just felt so wild to me that these bands, kind of what I referred to earlier in my honorable mentions with the Rolling Stones, they're at a point in their career where they could just coast it out. They could be legacy acts. They don't really have anything that they have to prove at this point. But it just goes to show you the quality of these records and the material that they're putting out that 
this is some of their best work in their entire discography. And it just makes me so hopeful of not only listening to these records for years to come, but for what's to come for the future of all these bands. And I just love how great the music was overall for every genre in 2023. It really felt like everybody was putting their best foot forward here and so much music came out in 2023 that I'm sure you and I didn't even get to. Of course, it's not humanly possible for us to to listen to everything and get to everything. But I hope that everybody can at least share the same sentiment that 2023 had some of the best albums, some of the best music that we've heard in a really long time. Yeah. And listen, like you said, regardless of what made our top 10, what didn't make it, you know, I think every year that we've done this, since we began this, every year has been an awesome year for music. Every year has blessed us with amazing music to listen to. But every so often, the planets align just right, (laughs) and we get a year where it is just amazing music all year round. Every every month feels just like a tidal wave of new music from a bunch of our favorite bands and artists. And when that happens, when when that special kind of year happens, it makes life and all of its challenges that much more bearable. And that's what it's about, you know? So guys, do not do yourself a disservice by not checking out these albums. Please, if you can take anything away from this episode, please give these albums a listen. You got my top 10 list. You got Eric's top 10 list. You got our honorable mentions. If you could take anything away from this episode, we'd be happy. And you know what would make us even happier? If you told us what was your top 10 of 2023, what were your favorite albums, what did we miss, what should we check out? I love discovering and hearing new music and hearing suggestions from all of you. I would love that feedback. So please make sure you head on over to musicmattersmedia.com and let us know over there. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Music Matters Media. And please stay tuned for our next episode, our last episode to officially close out 2023, where we will be discussing our concert experiences throughout last year. You don't want to miss it.